Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Everson Perez of Perez Construction. In 2015, Everson graduated from San Francisco State University with a degree in business management and became a dreamer. Despite having opportunities to work at numerous big corporations, Everson decided to stay and support his family in construction with the goal of eventually building Perez Construction. Perez currently has over a dozen full-time employees, including Everson's father, brother, uncle, and members of his church. The company also has a close network of trusted subcontractors. Between their full-time employees and subs, Perez Construction is currently supporting 25 families in the San Francisco area. Now for my conversation with Everson Perez. Hey, Everson. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. For everybody listening, just let us know, like, who are you? What's the company name? And where are you guys located? Hey, so my name is Everson Perez. I'm the CEO of Perez Construction. We're out here in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Yeah, we're just doing remodeling out here. Right on. Yeah. And what kinds of projects are you guys up to these days? We're primarily focusing on on home remodels. We're doing three stories, two story houses out here, just, you know, full got down a lot of kitchen and bathroom models included in them. You know, we have a project right now in Noe Valley that we're doing a complete got down four bathrooms, new kitchen, and we're adding, essentially we're adding a new floor and, and a roof deck to that house. So it's a pretty cool project, but we're also doing some some just, you know, single family homes that were developing the garage or the lower space and, and adding some some usable square footage downstairs down there. So right on. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Sounds like some fun projects. Well, take us back to the beginning. Did you start the company or how did this how does this train get rolling? <laughs> yeah, I'm relatively young. I grew up in a family of, of construction. My dad has done construction his whole life since he's 14. And I, you know, I have to say he's my biggest role model and, and one of the biggest reasons why I'm in the industry. I grew up, I, you know, I have memories of doing construction as, as, as far as I'm four, you know, doing some concrete homes back in Honduras where I'm from. I was born and grew up in Honduras and uh, came to the States to go to school. You know, in the summers, I never really had a job. My dad, you know, was a subcontractor and doing all kinds of stuff in the city, San Francisco. And I would just go in the summers and help him out. You know, Saturday, Sundays, I would be on the job sites, just kind of learning and, and, and collaborating. You know, part of that was I really liked it. I really like a feeling of, of completing stuff. But part of it was also, you know, growing up, you have, the, as a boy, 
being the oldest, you have this responsibility to help the family and, and whatnot. So it was like going out and helping my dad bring some money at home. You know, that, that's initially how it started. When I was in college, I had a lot, a lot more time. So I started taking over the business and, and I started doing some more, you know, ads. And I created a page for us on Yelp and just to try to get some more leads. And, and then we would start getting more calls that, you know, that require English. And, and my dad was not really fluent in English, but because of my ability to communicate with, with people, I started taking over and developing some estimates on, on Excel spreadsheets, you know. And some Google, you know, some Word documents. I, that's how I would generate some of the estimates. And, and uh, you know, I started, I started taking over in college. After I was done with college, I decided I, I wanted to, to kind of establish a company, a brand. And, and it was in 2017 when we, you know, first registered the business. I went to get my contractor's license. I was old enough to be able to do that, 24 at the time. So got that license and you know the rest is history we've we've grown in the last you know four or five years and and we've seen a lot of you know just opportunity out here uh, in 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 the area that we're on so but that's kind of how we started then after college i decided to stick around yeah that's super cool yeah it definitely sounds like it's it's in the family and yeah almost the path was there you enjoyed it and the opportunity to learn you know along the way and so yeah that's super cool so what do you think was like that tipping point that made you say like yeah i want to start a brand and set up my own company and you know not not just continue with what you had been doing like what was the like the real driver there yeah it's a little cheesy moment, but I was in college and as I would come into the job sites, I would see my dad and my dad continue even in, on college to continue to be a subcontractor for people. And, and the reality was that he was not making a lot of money as a subcontractor. And there was one time I, I showed up to the job site and he was demoing a chimney for, for a client and they didn't want to go through the disruption of having to 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 open up it was a three-story house and they don't want to disrupt the three floors so they wanted to demo it from inside and so i show up to the job site sensor and 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 i hear my dad inside that chimney suffocating and he was like hey i can't breathe and so he throws himself from wherever he was i don't know i'm just literally walking into the job site at this point and he threw himself through the through the flu, and he was all black and and dark and 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 you know I see him falling and we start washing his face and stuff and and it was at that point you know and and he you know we started talking about you know how much he was making I later found out how much the actual contractor was making and and it was at that point that I was like that we can't continue to just be you know continue to work for other people. And like not have control of how much we make and also what actually gets done. And and it was at that point that I was like, I'm gonna stick around and I'm gonna start on, you know, our own business and our own brand. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Of, yeah. That was that tipping moment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure that was a scary moment too. <laughs> Jeez. So scary, man. So yeah. scary. Oh man. Well, it sounds like, I mean, it was good that it happened because it caused you to like make that, that shift. And I'm curious, like what was the first year, 18 months like, I would imagine a lot of that was like the the business, like structure and setting it up was maybe new territory or, you know, what, what kind of 
initial hurdles did you have to go through in that first little bit? Yeah. I, you know, at this point, I, when I decided in 2017 that I, that I was going to establish the business, we, I had already been in the industry for, for a while, but I think one of the biggest bottles that we had as we kind of became independent and started rolling the new business, new brand was to get leads. You know, it was really hard to get consistent leads and get our name out there. And, and, and also I think, you know, I, I was 25 at the, at the time. So it was really hard for people to trust me with, you know, bigger projects. And, and so I had to sort of build reputation and trust. And so people, a lot of people would like, you know, trust me with a, you know, a small project, even though we had experience, we had to be, we were a new company. And so people would trust us with the small project first and then build trust and reputation from there. And, and then, you know, opportunities started opening up, but I would say getting consistent leads was definitely one of the biggest pains that we had as we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. People always, they want to see that longevity or they want to see the proof, you know, and even though you had obviously all the skills and everything, anytime it's a new company, there's, there's those hurdles to get through. So I'm sure it's nice to have moved past some of those. Yeah. I'm curious too, like, as you said, you guys have grown, you know, pretty steadily since, since that time up until now, like what were like one, one or two like pivot points where you're like, wow, that was actually like a big shift we had to make in our like growth journey or like as we're, you know, growing this thing and getting it off the ground. At the beginning, it, it was a lot of a one man show when it came down to all the admin and just kind of, you know, company structure. There were a few pivot points, but I, but I would say in general, like something that really allowed us to have more opportunity and to enlarge kind of our, our, our circle of influence was people. It was finding the, the the right people who came on board and and like you know helped me build you know what we have now. I remember there was a, a friend who who was a manager at a sushi place, and I just saw his work ethic, and I said, "Hey, come over and help me out, you know, build this thing." And he brought in so much depth to the, to the company. But a year a year and a half later, there was I hired there was a friend. His name is Connor Skelly. And, and I was also like, you know, he had very little experience in construction, but had a lot of experience in consulting and, and strategy and, you know, organizational structure. And I said, Hey man, I, I want this to not just be a, a day-to-day contractor, you know, like a one-man show. Can you come and help me implement systems and stuff? So it was bringing like acknowledging attributes on people, on other people that I did not have and bringing them on board. That were such pivot moments for me and, and, and in order to be able to grow the business that we currently have. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's cool that you recognize that pretty early on because I feel like it oftentimes takes people a while before they, they figure that out. And then all of a sudden you get a few key people and it changes everything. So that's that's awesome. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you for listening to the podcast. And in addition, if you ever want your marketing questions answered on the show, shoot a quick email to radio at builderfunnel.com. That's radio at builderfunnel.com. All right, back to the show. What do you think has been like one of the most rewarding parts of starting and, and building the business and then maybe on the flip side like maybe what's something that's been super challenging or like surprised you the most 
but before I answer that that question, yeah. Spencer, just just to add to the people, I don't think I had a perspective of on how much my impact could change from like me by doing stuff by myself to now having a team that can complement me and help me, you know, just kind of enlarge that impact. It's it's like exponential, you know, and and of course it's important to identify who first who, right? I read a, a really good book at some point that it's called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that first who, then where, like where you know, where you're going, it's it's so important. And I think surrounding yourself with people, like acknowledging that you're not it for every area, you know, and that you're not the strongest or best in every area, and acknowledging that you have areas that you just need help on. And then surrounding yourself with people who have the right skills on, on those areas is is just super super important at increasing your impact in, in any way, shape, or form. With regards to what's the biggest reward of what, what we're building, you know, we have a motto here at Spencer. It's called family serving families. And so there's about 50 families that are currently impacted by by the work we do. You know, we somehow impact the food that goes to the tables of those 15 fam- 50 families. We we last year had a had a Thanksgiving dinner with all of these families. We had about forty five families represented at the dinner, and and just that was I you know the biggest most rewarding moment for me. Like realizing that hey you know we're creating opportunities for for our people you know for their kids you know we're giving out scholarships as well and just having resources to be able to have that kind of impact and literally affect the, the next generation of, you know, of, of our community here in San Francisco. It, it's the most rewarding, I would say. That's so cool. Um, the, the, the most lost brother, or, you know, the, the, there is a lot, it's a lot of work. And I think that, you know, sometimes we underestimate the, the amount of work that goes into running a construction company and, and, and just like how, discipline you have to be about priorities you know and 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 setting boundaries and, and all that stuff it's it's a lot of work you know sometimes i'm responding to emails at 11 and i it's like i think that 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 is the biggest you know kind of negative or or loss you know of all this the, the amount of time that's required to, to grow a good strong solid business yeah, yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. And, and often I think too, like it's, it's compacted in the beginning of the journey, kind of like a rocket taken off where it just like takes so much. And then, it, you know, it, but even still, as you grow, it, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And so, <laughs> yeah. How about like project wise? I feel like there's always like a, a wild client story or weird project or something funky, like you bumped into anything interesting along the way, the first, first five years. So, so many stories, man, so <laughs> many stories. I will, I won't say names, but I think one of the biggest issues that we've had with clients in general, is like getting alignment on expectation. You know, somebody pays me to paint an existing wall and they just want a coat of paint and they expect that coat of paint to make that wall look like completely like a new you know new wall and uh, you know we we take pride in our work and we definitely want to do excellent work most of our leads come in from referrals and and just clients recommending us or at least most of the leads that we win and so we definitely want to exceed on our client service but yeah i think just getting in a, a line on client expectations has been 
one of the biggest. And you had a you had a a really good podcast on the five, like the the final five percent, and how to approach that, like with the punch list and all that thing. Super helpful. We our team heard that audio and we sat down with the APMs and and we develop a, a strategy just from listening to that forty five you know minute audio. So that's awesome. has been really helpful at, at developing that. But yeah, we have many stories, Spencer, uh, around that. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Aligning with clients and making sure you're on the same page and like, they're not thinking they're going to get, you know, this way up high in the sky and, you know, and you, you always want to exceed expectations, but a lot of times the expectations are coming in super, super high from the start. So <laughs> yeah. You want them to be realistic and then you can kind of surprise them in a few spots. So, <laughs> Again, we want to exceed expectations because that we're in a service industry and, and, and that's just what we have to do, right? But, you know, a lot of clients blame the I don't know or use the I don't know card or, oh, I just had no idea to, to try to like manipulate and, and, and get their way. And or sometimes people are like, oh, I, you know, I didn't know that was an you know, that was not part of a scope or I like all these things, you know, we're doing work in, in a bathroom downstairs. And then the expectation is that the, the rest of the bathrooms in the building are, are, you know, and so it, yeah, it's if really I want to get three free on bathrooms, it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> things like that is what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah we, we actually develop a, and Connor led this, this process, but we develop a client handbook you know, and, and the, the goal is to just like, Hey, like, you know, these are sort of the expectations of working with us. You know, this is how we collaborate together. And we try to get, to get a lot of those expectations down in paper and, and get the clients to read on those even before we start the project. So, yeah. and we found that to be super helpful too. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, I'm curious, I guess, where are you guys going in the future? You know, kind of the first five years, a lot of like building, and I'm sure you're still working out some different areas that you, but what, what does the next five years say, you know, look like in your mind? Yeah. The, you know, the last five years have, have been a lot of just kind of laying foundation, you know, during our, our team meetings, I told the guys, it's like, we've been pouring concrete, you know, doing building footings and putting concrete into what we're doing. The next five years, I think are going to be a lot of framing for our company. In other words, you know, we're going to be setting up a lot of walls, boundaries, structure, you know, kind of defining our company more. And that's kind of what I see. Long term, we're hoping to be in the top 10 construction companies in the Bay Area, or at least in San Francisco. And so that, but we understand that we have to, there's a lot of chafing up to do to, to get ourselves to that point. And so, yeah, I think the next five years will be a lot of just framing up, developing systems, seeing how we can be more effective, more efficient with what we have, the resources, making sure that everybody in the company has a clear picture on how to win here. You know, we're developing position agreements and, and all these things. And so next five years will be a lot of that, Spencer. A lot of that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like that analogy too of like laying the foundation and then now we're, okay, now we're framing and then you can see what the next five looks like after that, but you got, you got that next five right in front of you. So I don't need to worry about it too much you know, beyond that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, having, having uh, the, even the analogy, right. Having clear direction as to where we're going gives us peace of mind because there's so many things that we could work on and, and that we could develop and improve on. 
like you can go crazy. And so we even narrow that down to like, okay, three goals for the year. Like, how do we tackle this? Like year, 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 you know, otherwise, you know, on top of every, like the construction side of things that we have to do, we can go crazy just trying to improve all of our systems and stuff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. You got to stay focused. Otherwise you'll make, you know, a little bit of progress on everything, which will amount to nothing, you know? So it's like knock (laughs) some things out and move on. No, that's great. Exactly. Well, I'm curious, you know, as we wrap up, I've got a couple more questions for you, I guess. What are you seeing kind of in your market or, you know, last 18 months have been pretty wild and, but now it feels like there's been a shift, you know, there's raising rates and, you know, stuff going on, but like, what does it feel like in your area as to like the, the last part of the year? Like, how's everything going to wrap up? We're still pretty busy in general. We, do, we only do five projects at the, at the, at the time. And the reason why we do that is because we, that we've identified that that's our capacity to deliver great service and, and at the same time, you know, great quality and, and provide for the financial needs that we have as a company. But uh, and so we're still, you know, we're through the through the end of the year. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be busy. The last couple of months of the year, we're probably gonna be at two projects or three projects. But what we've seen, Spencer, is a decline on on the people calling us, and mm-hmm. and so the, the amount of leads that 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 are, you know, at, in January they were different. You know, we were getting a lot more leads than we are actually getting in June, for example. Even though the summer is supposed to be the the best or biggest time of the year we've seen a decline and i think that that's you know from our analysis that's correlated to to the amount of people that are buying in san francisco i think it's declining as well and so that's a little bit of what we're seeing yeah i would say yeah yeah we're we're hearing this similar things across the country i would say you know people just from january to you know june july people are noticing a difference and yeah yeah well i mean We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. You know, you keep yeah. charging forward and one foot in front of the other. But yeah, I, I find this is like a good way to just gather like boots on the ground data from all over the the country and try to get ahead of any, you know, like macro changes that are that are going on. I guess to to wrap us up, Everson, if you could pass along like some words of wisdom or one piece of advice to other people in in your shoes, you know, remodeling business owners, what would you want to leave people with? You know. Going back to this impact thing, and you know the ability to 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 increase the the impact. You know, I want to say a couple of things. One is, hey, hey, like no one person needs to do this journey alone. It's fine to surround yourself with people. You know, even if you've had a, you know, one of the things that that I feared a lot was trusting others and being let down and whatnot. Hey, it it is possible to do this with the community, with a group of friends. You know, and so yeah, you don't have you don't have to do this alone. I would say also take it easy. Don't be so hard on yourself. Sometimes we can be hard on ourselves, and we have all these goals and dreams that we are trying to accomplish and achieve, either you know for status, recognition, or whatever money, whatever it is. Like take it easy. Like live your life. Take advantage of your family and enjoy your families. You know nothing is more important than 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 family. And and when things get hard, I would say like. You know, one thing that's helped me is I have a picture of my son here in in front of me. And one thing that that you could do is like, just remember what's important to you. Like, you know, no problem, no something going south, uh, you know, no drama or no difficult client. 
can take those that what's important away from you. And so just don't be hard on yourself when things go, you know, are go hard. Surround yourself with the right people and, and learn how to trust. Uh, it's okay to like let go, delegate, trust. You don't have to do this alone. That's what what I would say. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great advice. I feel like that's very wise words from somebody that's still, I feel like you're very young in your, in your journey. And yeah, it's funny you say that my, my wife made this like mouse pad for, you know, same thing, you know, so it's always, <laughs> always front and center, you know, with family right there. So couldn't agree more. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, your times with the little ones, you know, will not come back, right? There's no business, no success that can and yet we say that, Spencer, but sometimes when we have to stay working late and all that, you know, all these things, because there's things that need to get done, it's easy to forget. And I, you know, again, I have a picture here to say, hey, you need to go home. Like you have a little one at home to like go to. And yeah, so just going back to what's the most important things in your life and staying disciplined. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah. you know, you need those reminders, right? You can know it and then you have to do it. And so you have to keep reminding yourself, but uh, yeah, Everson, I really enjoyed the conversation and appreciate you carving out the time with me today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. It's, it's been very fun. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.